Hey, what's what happening? Up? How are you doing? Man, better than I deserve. How about you, Dano? I'm doing great, man. I had a I had a really good day considering uh I was a little concerned about it. So uh and it goes right on track with uh with uh what we're gonna talk about tonight. So that's a good thing. You know, it was funny how you hit me up this weekend. You're like, man, you seen these posts about this and that? I was like, Well, I got the same issue going on over here at Defense King. So well, look, before we get started, we have an agenda. Yeah, we do. We do. We have an agenda. So let's let's stick to it. So before we start, <clears throat> I want to thank everybody for uh, coming and joining us tonight. Uh, make sure you like our page, My Fence Life Facebook page. Check us out on YouTube, My Fence Life. Uh, if you like, you want to hear a certain topic, we don't know anything about it. We'll find out about it. Uh, you know, go to myfencelife.com. <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, put in a suggestion. Also, um, we're on five podcast platforms. And Cannon, did you get that email? I did. did. I did. I did. Is now right. rated rated on two different two different podcasts. We're being rated now. So uh, yeah, man, we're climbing up the charts. It's almost like uh, I don't know, kind of exciting, man. Man, what was it like? Number six thousand and four hundred on the chart? I don't know. I, I I pulled it up and I tried to figure it out, but I got so busy, I just I didn't have time to really mess with it, you know. So uh, I got to check it out. I got to check it out. Anyway. Hey, Dad, did you uh did you happen to get the Stain Track guys a uh, a king cake? Um, I had king cakes. As a matter of fact, I had a few king cakes that did not get given out. And Benji stayed with us in our Airbnb. Benji at uh, Old Club Fox dot online. He does all my marketing. He hung out with us for a week, and um, I was like, "Dude, you want those king cakes?" He's like, oh, "I'll find something to do with them." So I think uh, he kind of passed them out. He went back to Georgia. He just recently moved to Georgia. Had a family issue, so he moved up there to help out. So I think he brought them back to all those people north of Atlanta. You know. So, so let's talk about the king cake. Does it? What's what's the story behind it? As Dan Block knows it, does it? It does have a baby inside, right? Yes. Yeah, so the king is cake. Is, I don't know really the the history of it or where it comes from, but basically, it's a cinnamon roll, and they twist it, and they, you know, they they braid it into a circle. They um, stick a plastic baby in the bottom of it. And the underneath of it, so you don't know where it's located. And they cover it with icing and covered uh, sh covered sugar sprinkles, I guess. And it's a king cake, and it's something that only comes out once a year. And you can get them filled with apple filling and cream cheese and strawberry <laughs> cream, all kinds of stuff. But if you get the baby, you got to buy the next one. So, uh, yeah. It's 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 fun, man. It's it's Mardi Gras. It's anyway, it's over. It's Ash Wednesday today, so Fat Tuesday was yesterday. So uh, it's a joke here in in our culture that uh, uh, you know our, our New Year's resolution starts on Ash Wednesday, not January first. So what does Fat Tuesday mean? What is what is that uh, like in layman's terms? It goes back. It goes back to. Uh, 
really it's it's a religious thing, you know. So are you trying to tell me you don't know what it means? They couldn't get people to join the church, so they would let them go ahead and party and do and get fat on Fat Tuesday, and they literally would walk an ox through the street because you know back then they used to worship ox and stuff like that. And the church was like, "Look, we'll let you do that on on Tuesday, but on Wednesday you got to come back, come back to us, and we'll we'll start Lent." You know, so they, it, it's it's crazy, man. But anyway. So it was a it was a marketing thing. That's how it started. Right. Yeah, I think it was the Catholic Church was trying to do everything they could to get people uh, in the church. So anyway, <laughs> so man, what are we talking about tonight? Dan, listen, well, you've seen this, and I've seen this too. This is a real problem, and we need to address it. And who better to address it than Dan Blanc, the fence king himself? And Dan, I'm happy. I'm going to be here, and I'm going to host you through this conversation. I might even chime in a bit. But we've seen this a few times here lately. People, surprisingly, are getting taken advantage of by the customer. People, yeah. surprisingly, are going to court with their customer. People, well, there's also people being taken advantage of by the contractor, too. We got to keep that in mind. Yes, absolutely. But in the forums, what we've seen here this week is at least two examples, and we're going to pull them up. We won't name names. I don't have them pulled up, so you got to give me time. <laughs> at least two different times, people have asked, Hey, what can I do? This customer is refusing to pay me. That's one. Right, and this person here has become an impossible to work with, to work for. So how do we protect ourselves? And listen, you guys know me. I'm not here to get over, uh, get over on a customer. You know, I'm customer like pro. You know, but that's that's us, know, man. We we work in a we work in a in a tight margin industry, and we can do a great job for twenty customers, and somebody comes along. And if we allow that one person to not pay us and not 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 whatever, it pretty well negates the twenty jobs prior, you know, or the next twenty jobs, you know. Yeah, it really does, man. Um, you know, <clears throat> every company should have a tagline. Let's slip off into marketing for a second. You know, like Defense King is is, um, you know, you'll feel like royalty when you surround yourself. Mm. Uh, I, uh, when you surround yourself with quality or something like that. I don't even know my tagline. Jesus. That's horrible, huh? <laughs> anyway. It's um, like sounds like a mattress commercial to me, Dan. Yeah. Anyway, but we have a saying in our company, and my guys are the same way. They heard me say it for so long. Hey, we're building a business. We're not building a checking account. And as long as we build a business, guys, we'll always have a checking account. There'll always be a paycheck there for you. But when we start building a checking account, that's when we lose a business and the checking account goes with it. You know, so um, I'll tell them, hey, just go ahead and do this. That'll be fine. And, man, I'll get these little young guys cocky. They'll be like, well, I thought we were building a business. That's not how you build a business. You know, they're trying to be smart with me. And look, sometimes I need to be reeled in too, man, because you get wrapped up in the trying to get to the next job. And and I'm glad that that – that I've instilled that in, in these guys that work for me because now they're thinking the way I'm thinking. So with that being said, man, we're not out there trying to rip people off. We're out there trying to do a good job, 
give them the best product that they can. You know, we give a lifetime workmanship warranty. So, yeah, we're not in business to, to take people's money. You know, I got people that don't want to give me a deposit. And they're like, well, what if, man, I haven't been doing this 23 years with 250, 260 five-star Google reviews alone. We're not talking about reviews everywhere else on, on online because I, I run off of people's money, you know? So, and, and they, people that run off of people's money, man, they, they don't go live on Facebook every two weeks or every week, right? Either. So, they don't put this cell down. Hey, uh, real fast, man, we've already talked about the stage track. We got Tony Thornton, AFA executive director, here with us tonight. Tony, hey, hope you're having a good night. Uh, there's a job opportunity right now, Dan Block, just so you know, it came to my email tonight. Ready for immediate release, is what it said. The AFA is now looking for a new executive director. So if you're that guy, huh. I don't know what to tell you to do, but there's there's it's a not, there's an opportunity I'm, looping. I'm not that guy. I told Dylan today. I said, I, you know, I could do that job. And he looked at me. I was like, really bad. <laughs> I could do that job really bad. That's uh, not the job for me. So, hey, we've also got Brian Fredrickson here with us tonight from Las Vegas Fence. Everybody right. knows Brian. He's a uh, he's he's a big name in the fence community, especially right now, and for all the things that he's doing. And Brian, I think we need to focus on you uh, a little bit later in the show. Brian has 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 started the Fence Workers Association, the FWA, and we're going to be talking tonight, Dan, about contracts and paperwork and forms. Yeah. And I've seen it firsthand. The FWA website is loaded, absolutely loaded, with free content directly geared toward this conversation contracts and forms and uh, all that kind of stuff so hey brian thanks for joining us tonight hope you hang around we will definitely circle back to the fwa uh a little bit later in the show yeah brian sent me an email to check out something i haven't even had a chance to open it man but i'll, I'll get to it I'll yeah get to it. and I'll, I'll be the spokesperson for that part then hey we got josh glover with us uh dan looking sharp tonight what about Kenneth? Yeah, Josh. <laughs> sometimes you got it, sometimes you don't, can. Is my video on? Same track. Cannon, did your, how did your big gate install go? Hey, uh, same track. Listen, that's next week. You're welcome to come. Tony Thornton, I hope you're still here. At one point, Tony was coming to help us do this and to, and to teach some people how to do this stuff. Um, he got busy. He, I heard a word on the street is he quit his job. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Uh, but anyways, hey, that's going on next week, Mr. Stain Track. Uh, you're welcome to come help us. Um, a 60-foot gate weighs a little bit. So uh, Brian says, can't wait to catch up. Dan Wheeler. And we'll get back to the programming. Big shout-out to Dan. Help me work through job demos. This guy does great things for the Fence family. So Dan Wheeler, thank you so much. That's our one job nimbus. I'm kidding. I don't know, man. I'm talking about driving it so much. It's like we got to say it four times every episode in order to keep our deal. Oh, yeah. it just so happens, you know, our entire business is run around it. That's all. And uh, Dan <laughs> had some issues, so him and I got on a screen share. I don't know how long we were on a screen, on a Zoom, sharing the screen and, uh, you know, just working him through my workflows. And then I ended up making a video and sent it to Nathan Downs of my entire workflow. 
So, yeah, I've been pretty busy trying to help people out and trying to help them get their processes and procedures down. So, but talking about process and procedures, we're uh, getting to, you know, how do you, how do you protect yourself? Not just yourself, but how do you make your customer feel protected? You know, when, when I had a customer fill out a, uh, you know, sign one of my agreements today and he's like, man, you, your agreement's pretty detailed. I'm like, well, you know, I'm not just trying to protect me. I'm trying to protect you. I want you to know that you know that you know what you're going to get. And then in return, I know what I got to do. Mm-hmm. And I know if I do that, I know what I'm going to get at the end of the project. So sure. it's not just about me. It's, it's about you also, you know. Um, so uh, anyway, with that being said, man, we, we, we're dealing with people that aren't getting paid dealing with customers that you know don't want to pay for whatever reason it may be and and canon was bringing it up this weekend i was i was mardi growing all weekend and can's like man you see what's going on on, on some of these sites and with this and that and i was like no and he brought me up to speed and i caught up a little bit monday and i mean i i was like canon i got the same exact thing going on wednesday morning i gotta go to you know small claims court because I got a customer suing me. He paid me. Everything was great, but he's suing me. And um, Cannon was like, what? I was like, yeah, man. His fence warped. He stained it. And in my opinion, he stained it too early. He only stained one side of it. He stained it a dark color. You know, there was just like X, 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 and just thing after thing after thing that he shouldn't have done. But here's the thing. In our, in our agreement process, I don't like to call it a contract. My, my attorneys are like, it's an agreement. So everything I have says agreement. In our agreement process, you know, we give them paperwork that says, what should I expect from my wood fence? And we tell them that it's going to warp. It's going to crack. You know, it's going to check. It's, it's going to twist. It's going to do all these things. And that's not warranty. You know, um, we tell them. And, and this is the thing, guys, you know, all my paperwork says a fence king fence. And if it doesn't, it's on Benji's list right now to go through all my paperwork and make sure nowhere we've missed where we're installing a fence king fence. So when we sit down in front of somebody and a judge, an attorney, a justice of the peace, say, look, I understand what the norm is for the fencing industry. But with a fence king fence, if you want to have the fence king's warranty, then you need to follow the fence king's rules. Right. <clears throat> you know, so um, so we word everything as, you know, your fence king fence. If you're going to stain your fence king fence, you got to wait X amount of time. Now, I know there's a lot of stainers out there like, hey, we can build it and stain it all on the same day. I get it, man. I'm not a stainer. Dylan is begging me to get into it. and he, We're going to do it. We're just not ready. And I'm sure I'll learn more about that. And that might change on my on my agreements later. But right now, if you got a fence king fence, you know, you gotta wait six weeks to stay in it. And the reason why I do that is is because what happens is uh is that gives the fence time to warp if it's gonna warp. And now I don't have the variable of the stain involved. So now we don't know if it was stained, if he only stained one side, if he stained in a dark color. We know that it was just a fence. 
because we had a manufacturer didn't want to give us wood to replace a warp fence one time because it was stained. Well, I don't know if it was a stain. All right, well, we'll fix that problem. You got to wait six weeks. So now if it warps, it's not the stain's fault. It's your fault. I need some two bias. I need some four by fours. I need to go fix this guy's fence. Hmm. But what happens in, in our agreement is we say, look, we'll fix your fence. Of course we want to fix it. The manufacturer is going to replace the, the material, but they don't cover the labor. So if you want us to fix your fence, here's the labor cost, and we want to pay it up front because we've gone out and fixed fences and people don't pay us. And I'm not going to chase somebody for 600 bucks or you know, 1,200 bucks. It's not even worth the time to do it. You chalk it up, you uh, you give it to uh, to your, your CPA, and hey, look, man, we got to write this twelve hundred off. Guy didn't pay me, mm -hmm. so I made it to where you got to pay me in advance, or we don't come out and fix it. Well, hey, Dan, customer, go ahead. I want to say about this wood deal. I I almost copied your wood contract. I took your wood contract, and that's Sean King's wood contract. And I made a hybrid. And then I think you also took Sean King's. I think we have the same contract almost, you know? Mine's constantly evolving. It's like an organism. We're constantly tweaking and making changes. It has to, right? The more things you run into, the more you have to say, ah, we need to address this in our contract and our warranty and our agreement. But our warranty, uh, I don't know if it was you or Sean or who, who, who started this, but I, I copied this specifically. It was it Sean. Said, I guarantee everybody, everybody wants to know, hey, what's your guarantee on your fence? What's your warranty on your fence? You know, well, let's also talk about this. I guarantee your wood fence will work, will shrink, will crack, will bow, will twist, will rot eventually, all that stuff. You know, I guarantee it. And then it says, sometimes in a matter of hours. Yeah. Ours says can even happen within the same day. Yes. You know? Um, yeah, so this guy has his attorney there, and he's like, so you're telling me you're putting fences up every day? And I'm like, yes, sir. That's what people want to pay for. They don't want to They don't want to pay for a vinyl fence. They don't want to pay for an aluminum fence. They want to pay for the cheapest fence they can get, and that's a pressure-treated pine post, pressure-treated pine two-bys, you know? Pine fence boards and cedar fence boards. That's what they want. So I tell them, we can give it to you, but this is what this is what you're getting. So we educate the customer throughout the entire process. That's how it you is. Know? Education. So um, yeah, man. So I feel like it was a win today. Um, I mean, don't you think, Dylan? You feel like it was a win? Yeah, sir. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it was a win. I did all the talking and yeah, I mean I was nervous. I got you know, this justice of peace there. I got this customer that is so angry that he's, his voice is quivering when he talks. His attorney. I got my attorney and Dylan there. And um, the guy told his, his story, and then I went through and started pulling out paperwork and and going, hey, you know, well, here's a contract he signed, and I had things highlighted. You know, you got to hand out a copy to everybody. So you got to have all your ducks in a row. And, uh, you know, let's look at this highlighted area. Let's look at this highlighted area. We'll see he initialed here. He signed every page. Um, and that's something that's important, man. You need to make sure your, your customer 
at least initials every page, not just the bottom one, because who knows what's in between. Mm-hmm. You know, we even have it in our agreement that it says the remainder of this page is left blank, is intentionally left blank. So if you have a portion of the page and then it's blank, it'll say that it's a, uh, intentionally left blank. And I make them sign right underneath that intentionally left blank. Uh, if Dan Will is still watching, I sent him a mock mock one of my agreements the other night. And he'll tell you. I mean, you got sign initial all over the place. And uh, it's important, you know. So this customer, I'm going through this, going through this, doing my deal, you know, doing my dancing stuff for everybody. And then I pull out pictures of what the fence looked like when we were finished. And I think the guy kind of was – set back when i was like well you know, we do a video log and a picture log of the entire fence project and we do three three times a day morning noon and end of day we do videos and pictures of your entire fence so i had pictures of the entire process he was trying to say we installed a crooked post a warp post from the beginning well when you look at the pictures anybody that's a fence man knows you can look at posts that are set and then look at the house behind it, look at the windows and the doors and go, oh, that post is straight. That's you right. Know? That's so right. when I pulled that picture out and started passing it around, you know, he did one of these uh, uh, leaned over to his attorney and talked to him kind of things, <laughs> you know. And um, then I mentioned to him that uh, he didn't wait the allotted time to stay in his fence, and he's like, uh, you know, it, it was it, it was you know two three weeks after you put the fence up. I'm like no, it was, it was sooner than six days. No, no, no. Like yeah, it was. And this is where processes and procedures come into place. So I had pictures from the day the fence was completed from company cam. I sent them to Walgreens, had them printed, and had right Geo on there, and date stamp. Right? Yeah, it had right on there Terry Battle. The date it was completed, and I'm like, this is the day we completed the fence, right? I mean, it's right here. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dylan was like, I'm going to bring my, my computer in just in case. So uh, I was like, well, you, you stained the fence six days after, oh, sooner than six days. He's like, no, I didn't. Dylan's like, yeah, you did, because you sent us a picture of your fence wanting us to do more work, and you can see in the photo where – you had already stained the fence. No, I didn't. Dylan gets on Simply, which is our VOIP that we use. He gets on Simply, pulls up the customer, goes to his text messages, pulls up the pictures and go, yeah, we finished the fence on September 21st. You sent us this picture on September 27th. Spun it around, showed it to the, the justice of the peace, showed it to them. Oh, I, I, I don't remember saying that. And I'm looking at Dylan like, you know what? I am so glad that we have these process and procedures. I am so glad that we have company counts. So glad we have simply. Um, and not only that, I prepared for this thing. It took me 20 minutes to prepare for this meeting with, with the, with the judge. Cause everything we got dumps in the job. Memphis, so I was able to go in and print the contracts, print everybody a contract. I went into company cam, downloaded the pictures I wanted, sent them to Walgreens, you know, um, the emails that I sent between him, me and the guy, boom, boom, print, print, print. When John Nimbus print this, print this. 
I had everything ready to go. It was like 20 minutes. We rolled out. And it, it was great. I wasn't searching for anything. Um, so when it was all said and done, I feel like we made a case. The guy was um, a little hot-headed. Was like, I I'm not paying. I'm not paying for you to fix my fence. I paid six thousand dollars for a fence. And blah blah blah. And I was. It's a little hard for me to be humble. I'm more of an in-your-face kind of guy. So I'm sitting there. And right at the end, he kind of got under my skin a little bit, and. Uh, my attorney said, look, if you get out of hand, I'm going to kick you. That means shut the hell up, you know? Well, it just so happened my attorney was sitting on the other side of Dylan. But the attorney kicks Dylan, and Dylan's trying to find me and kick me under the table. Because <laughs> the, the guy got online and bashed us on one of our posts, you know? And it, it wasn't our fault, man. You know? And really, we gave the guy a discount to come out to fix it. You know, I got a $950 remobilization fee. We told him we'd come out for 600 bucks and fix the problem. You know, I gave him a discount. So I think, I think the judge saw everything, you know, I think she did. But there's, there's other guys out there that are dealing with the same thing and, and, and they're not prepared to go, go to battle, you know. And, was, and, was, was this your first experience being in a court? setting over with a, with a customer no i had one a few years ago with a customer that uh gave us a seventy five hundred dollar deposit or a retainer fee and um i went ahead and it was for some concrete work this was back when i was doing damn wall services and we were doing concrete work and pergolas and decks and whatever we could get our hands on subsurface drainage it was a concrete job so i went ahead and Paid my deposit to my concrete guy. I went ahead and rented equipment, put deposits so I could secure secure equipment for certain dates and so forth. And he ended up finding a cheaper bid. So he said he didn't want me to do it and he wanted his money back. I'm like, well, out of the 7,500, I only, only got about three grand left. Yeah, I'll give you 3,000. No, I want the whole 75. I'm like, well, our, our agreement says, uh, that um, the reason why you're giving us a retainer is so we can start purchasing material and, you know, securing equipment and, and so forth. And he took me to small claims court, which, by the way, the justice of the peace really is the worst court that you want to go to because it's they're not a judge. They don't really follow the letter of the law. It's more about how they feel or what they think. It's it's really it's really a joke. So if is that a Louisiana is that a Louisiana thing? Justice of the peace. Yeah. Um, what would it be anywhere else, Dylan? Do you know? No idea. I've not okay. heard that terminology. Justice of the peace is like it's a, a, it's a local judge. It's like a small claims court. You don't actually go to the courthouse. It's a they're a notary basically. Every, every zip code I think has one. So every zip code has a uh, has a justice of the peace. It's it's small claims court. You don't go in front of an actual judge. You go in front of somebody that took a notary exam. And so they, hey, this is this is kind of what I'm thinking right now. I want to go through some of these comments. There's a lot of comments here, but then I want to read to you one of these posts on Facebook. Okay, and we'll just talk. We'll just talk about it. We'll talk about what could have been done differently. How how can we prevent this in, in the future as a whole? Um. Anyways, 
So your good friend, my good friend, Matt Warner is here with us. Matt Warner, king of my salesman, king of getting rid of the tire kickers. <laughs> I love Matt Warner. Hey, Matt, hope you have a good night. Tony Thornton, this is spot on. Contracts, it's a two-way street. Yep. Protect the company and protect the consumer. So we can call it consumer, customer, client, property owner. I don't know what the right terminology in an agreement format. What do you call them? You know, property owners, beneficiaries. Joshua Glover. Stating only one side of your fence is a damn good way to make sure it warps excessively. Shaking my head. Yes. Is that true, Dan? I mean, from what I've found, you know, I'm not a stain guy. I'm sure there's some stain guys watching, but um, I mean, I've found that once you stain one side of that fence, I don't know the chemistry of it, but it, it appears. I had another lady. I mean, we put the fence up, and the next day she stained it like dark green. I'm talking like hunter green. And that thing warped like you wouldn't believe. It was a eight foot pressure treated pine fence. You know, I went back and started changing out boards, and that's when I learned my lesson. I'm like, all right, this is when stain claws. And then, but then, I, didn't, then I didn't have a stain claws, so I ate it. I mean, you replace the board, and, and the board you put on is not the same color as the board that's there. Well, I told her, I said, whatever you do, do not stain this fence. You need to let it dry out. And I didn't know what I know now about staining and moisture content. I mean, I didn't start learning all that until I got to these Facebook groups and I started talking, you know, with the AFA and people like that, and Caleb Roth. And so, but um, you, mean, you think the stain made it work sooner? Oh, man, you should have seen this. I've been doing fences 20 years. And I've never seen this happen. First time I've ever seen this happen. What first time? Because it's a dark color. Made it hot yeah, and it was only one side, dark green, hunter green. I told her, "Don't do it. Do not stain your fence. You need to let it dry out." Because I did a little bit of research. Ken, I swear to God, I did this on Thursday. I drove by the house on a Sunday. It was already stained. <laughs> so stain claws went into effect very, very quickly, you know? So, um, Jeff anyway, it's a, Dillinger was just in my ear. He said in other parts of the country, country it's a magistrate court or a, what else? Municipal. Municipal court would be considered the same as our justice of the peace. Well, so Dan, Dan Wheeler says it's the same up here in Iowa, slash illinois so i guess i guess there's justice of the peace there as well i think it's all the democratic states if i'm not if i'm not mistaken yeah i don't know man who knows you did skip over what dan wheeler mentioned that my i'm going back i'm going back i'm going back dan <laughs> wheeler's or dan's dan blocks agreements are 100 good job dano hey dan your agreements are freaking spot on um all right, so Jeff Kephart, we didn't say anything about him. Hey, fellas, he's late to the discussion, but better now than later. Or better late than never. Hope all is well. How you doing, Jeff? Good to hear from you, man. Stain track. I hear these guys are making that that that, that machine that stains one side of fence boards. 
that the, is that them? No, those are the guys that were set up with that red machine. I'm, back I'm kidding, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop, stop letting people stay on one side of the fence, dude. <laughs> well, no, now, now, my, now my paperwork says they got to stay both sides of the fence the same day. With a stain track stain machine. And they got to wait like six weeks or something like that. I don't care. It's If it's a fence game fence, that's what you got to do. And period. So, so, so you're saying this is from Jeff Sorensen. So you're saying the manufacturer warranties your wood and replaces warp crack or boards that check. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Not anymore. Yes. <laughs> that that's out the window. So I'm actually having to suck that up. But I did have I did have a manufacturer that was taking back that stuff from me. So that's why I offered it. Uh, it man, I learned. I, I learned this from you as well. We, we do it here. Uh, we offer a free picket exchange, but we yeah. actually include the four by fours and the two by fours as well. Uh -huh. Because I feel like, hey, if you bring it to me, all right, man, I'm going to give you another one. You know what I mean? But, because it's awesome. <laughs> I need you to leave. So like, here's, here's another four by four, you know? But what I've learned is the reason why, the reason why I did the, uh the exchange because i would get you know karen calling me at 11 o'clock on a saturday night because she's hanging out with her girlfriend on her back porch drinking wine and her girlfriend's like how much Ooh, you girl, that, that board drinking over there girl Ooh. You see that board? which one she stumbles over there with a glass of wine and counts i love it then i get a voicemail at 11 o'clock on a saturday night Hey, the 11th board from my gate is cracked. You got to come replace this. So I was like, all right, I'll fix that problem. So now it's, hey, that's fine. I understand it's cracked. Is it more than six inches? Yes. Okay, we'll replace it. This is how our warranty works. You need to take the board off, bring it to my yard. We'll give you a new one. Oh, well, you know, it's not that bad. As soon as they find out they got to do something for it, oh, it's not that bad. It's all know, right. Yeah, yeah. So that's why we started the free exchange. Uh, so we've been doing it now, I guess, for a year, Dan. And uh, that's the amount of people who have come into here with, with split boards. I know. Well, because you get into their pocket. When you start getting into their pocket, then it's a little different. Oh, wait, I got to spend some time. I got to spend some money to get this right. You know, so it ain't that serious. It's a yeah. ball. It, 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 what it does is is weeds out the uh, it weeds out the people that are just. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, just you know, not easy to deal with. And look, at the, at, the, at the same time, man, we didn't guarantee that the fence is going to do that, you know, so it's pretty generous. Now we say, hey, we guarantee it's gonna do this, but we'll replace it. Yeah. You just break it to me. They don't see it. And look, we replaced a lot of boards. I've gone back on a lot of fences. If I got a lady calls me up, oh honey, I, I you know, I got a lady right now. Nothing wrong with this board. Nothing wrong with this board. We just did an eight-foot cedar fence. Nothing wrong with the board. It just so happens when she walks out of her back door, the very board across from the door is a white cedar board, not red, and all the rest are red. 
you know, man, it's really kind of bothering me. You know, Dylan didn't even have to ask. He said, you know what? I'll bring another one by tomorrow. We'll go ahead and swap that board out for you. You know? So we replace boards all the time. It's the ones that it's it's how they handle it and the way they do it. You know? It means a lot. <clears throat> Warping's caused by the wood drying too fast. When you see your bundle of two by fours warping on the top layer, the hot sun hits the boards and they dry too fast and then they warp. I see that's happened inside the shop though, too. Yeah. So basically, um that kind of that kind of goes with my theory. I don't know how scientific it is, but you know, when you stay in a fence, a, a dark color, dark brown, a mahogany, a green, whatever it's color. It's hotter. A red. I see people stain them red. That uh, it um, it's hotter on that side, man, and it draws to the sun. You know. Which Trev? Look at old Trev in here. What's up, Trev Laparus? Down in Berg, Louisiana. He says, also warranties, pre-stained pine, pre-stained pickets, not pine, pre-stained pickets for 10 years, 15 years on the Western Red. Warranty only covers everything the pickets do not do. The warranties <laughs> cover everything they don't do. <laughs> yeah, I think if you buy enough of them, you're going to have somebody say, hey, we'll, uh, we'll swap those out for you. We guarantee this fence for for the, for the lifetime that you own it that it won't jump off of a cliff. Right, that's what we. And want. it won't run out there in the highway and get hit by a semi. We guarantee it. So, hey, so man, I got another customer I'm dealing with. I mean, when you, I guess when you do as many fences as we do, and I, I don't know if I'm right or wrong about this, but you're gonna have a few of these. You know, I got a lady. <laughs> That uh was holding out ten grand on us because her neighbor didn't like the fence. Her neighbor, you know, she finally sent me seven grand. So is it worth me chasing three? Yeah, you know, I mean, well, she lives in a three quarter of a million dollar house, you know, so. All right, it's worth chasing that money. That that three thousand dollars is is part of your profit. You know what I mean? So yeah, chase it. Uh, hey, let's I understand, see. but by the time you pay the attorney and you pay court costs and you pay this, and then the judge isn't guaranteed. That's the other thing. You can put in your in your agreement that they, they got to pay, pay court costs and they got to pay this. You know, reasonable court costs. The the judge could be like, yeah, you know, no, you don't have to do that. Man, look. So it's just it not worth it. it. It ain't just it ain't like that in Tennessee. I don't I don't I don't think, you know. Is it? What's Matt mean? Matt, what do you mean by is it? That's I a deep a funny that's story. A deep, that's a deep four letters. Is it? <laughs> I got a funny story about Matt. Dylan was on the phone with ArcSight today getting our account set up. And uh Matt had told us that one of the guys over there, you know, sits on a sits on a yoga ball with his shoes off in front of a computer all day. And uh, Dylan said, "Man, I, 
I feel like you're sitting on the yoga ball with, over there, and the guy's like, you've been talking to Matt Warner, haven't you? <laughs> it was pretty funny, man. What is he saying? He gets two or three people a year that don't want to pay him? Yeah, he gets two or three people a year. And, and, and look, that's last year, I think I had one or two. I had two, two last year I had issues with. I had two this year. I'm like, all right, I got my two out the way. You know? But people in Tennessee are better. Yeah, maybe I need to move to Madonna and start a fence company. Man, look, we don't we don't tolerate that stuff here, man. It's just that ain't the way people act. <laughs> hey, so let's I, I want to hit this comment, Dan, or this uh this this Facebook post before we get too far off. This was posted on February the 9th, so it's actually been a little bit. I guess I guess it's re no, sometimes things things will start getting more comments and uh, it'll get pushed back to the top. I believe that's what's happened here. So this comment, this uh not a comment, but a post rather, has a video. It's a post with a video, okay? <clears throat> and it's a privacy fence. It appears to be a pine privacy fence. The guy that writes it says, I need your opinion. Customer doesn't want to pay for this privacy fence due to gaps. He said gaps, like this even, between the boards. These boards have dried out and shrunk a bit since the install in December. Question. Now, he's posting this on February the 9th. And he's talking about the boards drying out from December. Question. Do I take them to court or do I replace all the boards? Question. Thank you for your input. The customer doesn't want to pay him because the boards have gaps. And it sounds like this this is a month and a half, two months later. Do I take them to court? Do I replace all the boards? What's your uh, or thank you for your input? What do you got, Dan? Ooh. I guess my first question is is how come he hasn't been paid yet and it's been a month and a half? I guess that's my first question. Um Oh, man, what do I really think? <laughs> hey, Mitchell, Mitchell, I, exactly. He said maybe our trust was like, Mitchell, man, he's he's out here, uh, right here in my in the same damn county as me, I think. I don't, Mitchell, where are you? Maybe a county over. But, uh, yeah, man, we don't have that problem here, thankfully. Yeah, um, maybe we do better work, man. Maybe we do better work. Maybe so. I see Brian mentioned here in Nevada, we just start the lean process. So, that's the other thing. In, in the state of Louisiana, you can't file a lien unless you file the contract or the agreement with the, with the city or the state prior to starting to work. That's so, probably your problem. That's your problem. That's so your problem. What we have is we, we go to a, and I have it written down here because it's a French word. We have a notice of less, less pendants, less pendants. Which is basically you record. There's a record. Wait, it's a recording of the mortgage of a lien on the mortgage with the county of the parish. So it's it's a little different than filing a lien. So then they can't sell the property until there's less penance is taken care of. 
Exactly. So are you telling me that you have to file your, you have to, what did you say about filing your contract with the city, with the county? What'd you say? Yeah. It's a hundred dollar cost. What, what, so do you mean? Decided, what do you mean? Decided any, anything over, I think 12 grand, we're going to go ahead and uh, pay a hundred dollars and file it, man. We're just going to start figuring it into our jobs, file it because it gives is, you more of a, is that the same thing as getting a permit or is that different? No, that would be different. We're actually following, taking and saying, hey, we've entered into an agreement with Cannon Johnson and Fence King. They've come into an agreement. This is their agreement. It's signed. And if you let the court know, I guess, that uh, that you've done this, then you can file a proper lien in the state of Louisiana. So not this is making more sense, man. Every month. This may not be connected at all. We have a lot of people right now moving to Tennessee. We we build fences, I would say, every week for people who didn't live in Tennessee a month ago. Okay. Especially California. I just want to say that. Especially California. I don't know if is anybody else having that situation? I, I'm, that's a that's a side note. Are you having an influx of people from California moving to your state? It's happening in Tennessee. It's something I've noticed. And we're building a lot of fences for California people. However, Dan, this is what I want to say. Tennessee is a very pro-contractor state. There is no thing, whatever you just said, filing the contract or recording the contract with the state, with the county, with the city, there is no thing. In fact, in the state of Tennessee, a verbal agreement, a verbal agreement will stand. Meaning, if I say, well, he said, come put this fence in. And in fact, there's a fence there. Yo is for it. That's Tennessee law. Tennessee is the place to be, apparently. Very, very pro-contractor. And, and that might be, I would say, that's probably part of the reason that we don't have these issues here, you know? Uh, now, we still do a contract. And even, even, even with that said, any attorney would tell you, like, Cross your eyes or dot your eyes, cross your T's, you know, that's not going to hold up type. You know, that's how they talk. That's how they think. I'm just telling you what I know as a resident here. Um, and there's probably some more Tennesseans watching. Let's talk about it, you know. Uh, Mitchell says, hey, that's not a problem here for him either, you know. I don't know. Well, I don't know. It's not something that I really have a lot of problems with. It just so happened it coincided with this post, you know. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, in five years, we've not I'm knocked on wood. We've not had that happen at all, you know. Um, and I don't know. And I, but I'm with Brian. Uh, we can't. I have filed a lien. No, not even filed a lien. I've threatened to file a lien one time. That guy is paid, you know. And even that process, super simple. Hey, judge, here's a picture of the fence. This is when it was done. I need to file a lien for this amount of money. You know, so yeah, uh, apparently so so, so anyways, hey, back to this guy's question, though, what do you do? Um, the customer doesn't want to pay this guy. He built the fence in December. Here it is, February the 9th. He's not been paid. Do I replace the boards? Do I take them to court? What do I do? What does Dan Blanc say? Um, I don't know, man. I need to know a little bit more information about it. I mean, first of all, like I said, why has it been a month and a half? Uh, 
There's a video. You want to watch the video? No, I didn't watch the video. <laughs> oh, there is one. I can show you. Uh, you know, why Why was it a month and a half before you were getting paid? You should have had the job finished in December, been paid, and now he's coming after you after you've been paid. That would be my first thing. Um, second thing is, is, you know, is this guy a real fence guy? I mean, just because you're on the fence pages doesn't mean you're a fence guy. That's right. Um, or you might be a fence guy and do vinyl and aluminum and don't do a lot of work. So you don't know. Right. Just like right. me. I don't do any vinyl. So I, I might post something and everybody be like, man, you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. And I, and I probably wouldn't because I don't do vinyl. Um, you know, is, is, is wood something he normally does? Would I go after the customer? I don't know. I haven't seen the video. Well, the obvious answer is no, don't replace the boards because those boards you replace it with, they're going to shrink too. Right? Yeah, and I don't know how they were installed. Were they installed tight? Did he have before pictures? You know, there's a lot That's of questions. That's a whole other thing too, man. I, I, I started doing this TikTok thing. That's a whole other situation. Don't leave a space between your wood boards. I did, a, I did some TikTok videos, man. I cannot tell you how many people came after me because they were like, Upset, upset, Dan, that I wasn't installing my pickets with an expansion joint. An expansion joint? Are you kidding me? You know. Look, so are, are there people? Are, are there people that are truly putting in pickets with a space between them on purpose? You know. Unfortunately, my dad built a deck at his house and thought he had to use a nine-pin nail in between each deck board. And now he's got gaps that you could break a toe in. You and know, that and if, if and if that's the case, if that's the situation here, yeah, bro, replace the boards, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how they were installed, so it's really hard for me to have an opinion in it. Um, you know, but before before pictures are important, uh, after pictures, immediately after, we got a lady right now. We built a double gate for. She said it's flimsy. My other gate was better, so we have a picture of our other gate, and it's pretty horrible <laughs> and ours is built better but it's built the same way it's two leaves with a cane ball oh my other one was stronger hers is sitting on the ground that's why it's not moving with one cane ball just like ours so we had that picture Dylan's going to see her tomorrow and say hey this is what you had this is what you got what you got is a whole lot better than what you had some people just need to see that. Once you show them those before pictures and after pictures and what they had, they 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 usually come around, you know. Dan, dude, we are getting comments, comments, bro. Let's can we just keep reading comments, guys? Keep putting comments. I love them. John Wathy, I offer absolutely no warranty on wood. Period. However, we are in Florida, and I sell very little wood. Okay. We offer warranty of wood, but we also guarantee that it's gonna do wood stuff. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's see here. We got Jeff Sorensen. Okay, I thought you were saying you started the lean process when the job commenced. I'm just saying you file lean, and there's a process you have to adhere to. Um, yeah, for me, like I wouldn't file a lien for like sixty days personally. You know, I'd, I'd have to have reason to. Like, if I lose communication with somebody, uh, I don't know. 
but you have to, I think there's like a 30 day time frame anyways you have to wait between doing the job and the time you can file the lien and again I've never filed a lien so I don't I don't know um, well, I was yeah you got to give them notice but I think there's also a time limit that you can file a lien I was talking with uh, Josh Glover about something one day and he's like yeah man we, we got 90 days to file you know um, so we had a lady once who hesitated to pay us. We built some custom gates for her. Some really cool gates. We built them. Two weeks later, she took them down, put them in the, into the back of a U-Haul, and she and the gates moved to Oklahoma. And her house came for, came for sale. Now, the state of Tennessee, again, we're pretty... I mean, I, I don't ever feel threatened to do work for people. Like, I never really feel like, man, I hope that... Like, that's just... And you probably don't either, but I, I don't... I don't, you know, I don't think about that often, you know? I do protect myself. I do have contracts. Everything gets done with a contract, period. But this particular lady did not pay us, and then she took her... All of her stuff and the gates that we built. Freaking cool custom gates. One of a kind. Wait, we built in house. In five years, you haven't had anybody do that. Well, she moved to Oklahoma. After this happened, she's like, "Hey, I'm, I tell you the whole story, Dan. It took me longer to pull this off than I intended, right? So, yeah, I think a couple of months we'll have it done, have it up. It took about four, okay? In the process of these four months, I kind of lost contact with her. You know, we had a contract, we agreed this is going to happen, yada yada yada." It took me longer than what I told her, and I did not do a good job as a business person of staying in touch with her. Life happens. I'm busy day to day, you know. Sure, surely we've all been there. Anyways, behind the scenes, everything's still in motion. We build these gates. We go out. We put them up. We put them up. We talk to the lady. She's like, "Yeah, you know, I'm actually moving to Oklahoma." Like. As we're freaking like welding the hinges up, she's telling us this. I'm like, hey, I was like, so you want me to like just like kind of tack weld this or like not put them up at all? <laughs> you know, no, nah, put them up. I love them, you know. Well, a, a few days later, like not, not even a week, I don't think she calls and wants to know how to take them off. Her mover, her moving company's there. I'm like, okay, well, do they have like a cutoff wheel? Like, that's the easiest way to get it off, you know, you gotta cut these hinges out. And this is not even a week later. This is weird, man. Like, blood, sweat, and tears under this thing. And um, anyways, she gets it off, puts it in the back of her of her moving van, and moves to Oklahoma. Uh, and I'm like, hey. Um, I, I, I don't remember the exact details, but she kept asking for, like, more time. Like, hey, when, I, when my house sells, I'll be more comfortable. I had to move. Spur of the moment, I'm kind of tight on money. And, and me, you know me, damn, damn, I get it. I'm like, oh, man, I, okay, you know what I mean? But I realized, too, like, hold up, that house is my only leverage, you know? If she sells that house prior to me getting paid for these gates, I can't file a lien on nothing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's my only leverage. And so... After gambling and, and, and working with her for a couple of weeks and not getting paid, I, I, just, I just told her, I said, hey, listen, 
I, we've got to get paid on this. I'm not comfortable. You're a, a few states over with the stuff that we did. That's not normal. Like we don't usually build stuff and they they can take it with them. That's not normal in our in our industry. You know, that's what happened here. And your house is for sale. You know, and so I told her, I said, "Hey, I'm going to file a lien. If you can't pay me, I'm going to file a lien." And that was a hard conversation for me to have because she got upset about it. You know, and I knew from some inside information that I had through some realtors that I that I know that, that house was scheduled to close in like two weeks. So I had a very small window of time to make this happen, you know? And when I told her I was going to file a lien, she got upset and she said, if you cause my house not to sell, it's going to be hell to pay, you know? But I knew that's all I, that's all I could do, you know? Dan, would you believe in a matter of like two days, this few thousand dollars or whatever it was she owed us, she miraculously come up with mm -hmm. after all of this. I, I don't have it. I can't come up with it. Yada, yada, yada. Ma'am, I'm going to file a lien tomorrow morning. You won't be able to sell the house. Oh, guess what? I I can do this. I can use this card and this card, and I can get you the money that you need. You know? Sometimes that's what you got to do. You, gotta, you just got to push, you know? Um I've never been afraid to go go get the money that's owed to me. Um, my ex-wife, I'd say, hey, stop by such and such and pick up a check. Oh, I don't want to do that. And I'm like, that's your grocery money. That's your house note money. You need to go get that money, woman. I, I mean, when I was on the when I was on the fence truck and I was done with a job, I'd knock on the door. Hey, it's the time my love and the time you hate. Yeah. Fence is done, time to pay. Uh, Trev says we built three fences for people from, I guess he's saying California. He did one today. Trev, I was on a California job today myself. Um, let me see. Okay, autocorrect. California. Dang. Brian, let's see what he says here. It's different everywhere, but here it's all based on time when you completed the project and then you have to send an intent to lean yep wait a certain amount of time then file it with the county if they don't respond or fight it usually they are afraid to go to court and lose if they are in the wrong and pay so usually uh what he's saying is the intent to file a lien that letter will usually get you paid I know, man. When you deal with people that got money, people in three quarter million million dollar homes, threat to lean that doesn't bother them. Eh, whatever. They got money. Some of them do it out of spite. Well, you you don't you don't do it as a tactic though. Like, hey, I'm this is how I'm getting paid. You just you got to be prepared to follow through with it. If you intent on doing it, you got to do it. Period. But see, that's my issue where I'm at. We 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 deal with a lot of high-end homeowners you know and they just feel like yeah i don't want to do that <laughs> you know um uh, i've got another facebook thing i i, I like to read if, if i can it kind of ties into this whole conversation i feel like all right i want you to i want you to be the one that answers this question verbally and that way, we're holding you to the spot, man. 
<laughs> oh, no, Luke, you talked a big talk over there, Dan, with your processes and procedures and contracts, and we're going to hear about it now. Well, I need to know. I need to know all the ins and outs. Let's go. Come on. All right, when yeah. I get done, if you don't want, hey, if you don't want to answer, Dan, just do this. <laughs> and that's fine. We'll move on. We'll go back to the comments. There's a lot of them. So, yeah. all right. This was posted ten hours ago. So this is fresh. I have a customer that wants to lock in an estimate, but keeps stating to me how scary it is to pay the 50% down. The job is $24,000. I've explained to her that the standard practice is 50% down, and that's my policy, and states that's in my terms and conditions. I need to tell you right now, I've not even read this myself. <laughs> so I don't oh, yeah. know what I'm going to get into here. I've altered that for them specifically. I agreed to a third down. So he agreed to a third rather than 50% with a second third due after the posts and rails are installed and then the final third upon completion. She keeps stating still that that's just too much money to put down without any work done at all. I mean, I understand that to some degree, but it's gotten to the point where I feel like they're stalling. How do you guys handle this? I feel I've done everything I can to this point. She has agreed to cut a check that I've yet to hear anything as to when I can pick that check up. I feel like I'll attempt to contact them one more time, and if I get no response, I'm moving on. I'll take it. <laughs> If they don't want to pay, first of all, here's this is what I tell people who don't want to pay their retainer fee. Um, so, Miss Jones, why, why did you call the fence camp? Oh, well, y'all have so many good reviews, and you know you've done so many fences on my street, and they just look so beautiful. Okay, um, do you realize we've been in business twenty three years? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, I, I, man, I love your proposals and everything's so professional. So why are you afraid that we're going to run off with your money? You think we're going to go to Vegas? Oh, no, I'm just uncomfortable. Okay, well, that's the way we work. That's our process. That's our procedure. We don't break it. Period. Usually, all right, well, I guess I'll have to take the risk. Man, it's not a risk. It would be a risk. If you pulled me up on Google, I didn't exist. I had no reviews, and I wasn't known throughout the community. That's a risk. You know? Now, look, a $24,000 job, I'm not taking 50. I'm taking 60. And then I'm taking another 25 after the post is set, so there's only 15 on the DA. Anything over, anything over $12,000, we get 60% retainer. We get 25 after the post is set, and we get 15 on the balance, remaining balance. That's how we work. If you don't like it, call somebody else. Look, so so my tough guy answer is real similar to what you just said, all right? Hey, look, that's my policy. That's my process. I'm sticking to it. And to a degree, I feel like this is Cannon's answer. You make rules to stick to them. That's it, you know? And the more that you let people push your 
processes to the side. Like, nope, I understand that you do business that way, but I'm doing it this way. The more you allow, allow that to happen, the more you open yourself up to ending up in the in the other guy's situation to where he puts a fence up and the wood shrinks and they don't want to pay for it. You know, mm -hmm. well, they've already renegotiated their deposit or the down payment or their retainer fee. Now they can uh, negotiate when they pay you or if they pay you. You see what I'm saying? And so the more firm you hold, you're not going to go to Walmart and say, hey, look, let me take this gallon of milk and uh, bread to the house. And, uh, you know, I'll swing back through here next Friday and pay you. That's not going to happen, right? And we're not Walmart either. You know, we're small businesses and we want people to support small business and we, because we act differently. We're also the the, the names you'll see on the, on the back of the Little League jersey, you know? But the, the other side of me is, hey, yeah, work with the people when you can, if you want to. You absolutely don't have to. You have a process and a procedure for a reason, you know? And for me, well, I, I would be lying to you if I said, hey, look, this is the rule, and I'm not budging from it. I would be lying to you if I said I've never budged, you know? I do budge. If uh, if you're uncomfortable giving me 50% down, then I'm uncomfortable doing a job because you haven't given the 50% down. And that's an acceptable answer, you know? And and the other thing is, is like my team, they know uh, this process is procedures that Dan's got in place and we don't stray from. Uh, you're going to have to talk to the boss man about that one. I can't authorize that. That's right. And I can tell you right now, they're like, so what are we going to do? I'm like, well, we're going to do our process and procedures. Well, they want to talk to you. So I get on the phone with them and this is just the way we do things, blah, blah, blah. And usually they go with it. Now, there are some times that we'll make some exceptions. If I get someone that's older in their mid 70s, and you know, I'll say, Hey, I'll put you on a schedule. The day I show up, I need my 50%. Mm -hmm. Okay, I can do that. So, and I only do that with older couples. You know, Dylan will come to me and say, Look, Zach went to this, this lady's house. She's so old, she couldn't even get off her front porch. She doesn't feel comfortable paying, paying this $3,000 up front. All right, then he knows. Hey, pay is the day we show up. Pay is the day we finish. And those people are fine. They've just got, you know, almost a century under their belt, and they've, they've known what has happened back in the '60s and the '70s and the '80s, and they don't want to. They don't want to fall into that, you know. So that's the only time that I budge. Jeff or, or Dan, you got another supporter here. I, I think Dan. Yes, well, whatever. <laughs> I don't know what I said, but thank you. Stain track. Do you know stain track? Does this person have a name, or should we just call him Stain Track? Uh, Cliff has been in my email and Cliff? my text messages. Cliff, yeah, he's uh, Cliff, man. You gotta, you gotta do something. You gotta use your personal thing, man. You're kind of creeping me out with the stain track, Jeff. <laughs> I, I'm over it saying what well, stain track says. <laughs> Californians are, are moving to Oklahoma in bunches. So the same thing's happening there. They can't believe how cheap they could. They listen. We, we worked for a guy today. He came from California. He bought not one lot, but two lots on the freaking 
uh, Kentucky Lake. One's an old cabin. He's completely renovating it. And the second lot is nothing. He's going to build a freaking house. And the rest of his money, yeah, he had more money left. He went and bought six other houses to rent out to other people. Freaking crazy. And what did he want? He came in. He ordered an eight-foot privacy fence with an eight-foot-tall gate with a uh, uh, an operator we just installed today does not want to be around people. I'm not saying anything about California people, but they're coming to our state. And you know what I like? They're freaking uh, they're ready to spend money. I can tell you that. You know? Yeah. And I'm cool with it. Hey, bro, I'll put up a damn 16-foot fence. Call me. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? Had, I had another fence company call me the other day. He said, man, it's, where are these people getting this money from? You know, a $20,000 fence five years ago in a re, in residential, you, you figure out, man, yeah, they ain't ever going with this. Now, you're like, okay, when, when can you start? Uh, what's the lead time? Yeah. You know, I'm just... You know, Dylan's over here selling 18, 19, 20, $25,000 jobs. And I think the biggest job I ever sold was uh, like 17, maybe 16, 17,000. Dylan's like, I'm, I'm selling bigger jobs than you. Well, cost of materials more. I mean, I was selling six foot pine when it, back when it was $9 a foot. <laughs> and what else is more, Dan? Labor. Everybody talks about materials. Well, guess what? There's a labor shortage. You know what that means? We have to pay everybody more. Everybody's making more money, you know? So everybody's like, man, has, has, has the cost of lumber gone back down? I'm like, no. But I, don't I, don't understand the I, don't, I don't understand his labor shortage. Really Gas don't. is up. Freaking my insurance is up. Freaking, uh, Everything's up. I mean, I don't. It ain't just the price of the damn lumber. You know what I mean? Oh man, yeah. Trev says you can't swap out the boards. You can't swap something out just for it to do it again. He's talking about the guy with the board shrinking that said, "Should I swap the boards out?" Absolutely. Hey, that guy. No, don't swap the boards out because the same shit's gonna happen. So no. What's Mitchell say? Mitchell says. We have on our contract that the remaining 50% is due upon completion date. I like that, Mitchell. I like that a lot. Hey, uh, Dan, we ought to have Mitchell on the show one night. And Trev. For that matter. Trev's down there kicking butt, man. I see that. You know. Uh, people have a hard time with the term natural product. We, we could always install vinyl, aluminum, steel, brick. Trev, you do brick, right? Trev does some amazing brick stuff. I was talking to Chris Steele, and Chris was like, "Man, you can have that brick stuff, Trev. It's all you." <laughs> you a great job with it. Um, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, man, you can have all you want in your agreements. I mean, it makes it a little harder. I mean, I've had in my in my agreements that the remaining balance is due upon completion, and I can't tell you how many people, you know, it's a week later, it's two weeks later. Oh, this came up. That there's every excuse in the book, you know. Hey, uh, staying track. He says his name is Cliff Dan. Apparently, Cliff works for Arrow Fence, but maybe he helps out with with uh, staying track. Well, uh, so staying track Cliff Stain System says 
I've taken customers and walked the neighborhood and, and, and to show them the gaps in their neighbors' fences, problem size. What's a way to do it? Uh, Trev says he warranties his work, not what the wood does. That's a hundred percent. That's exactly what we do, Trev. Brian, my man, we offer a one-year warranty on all workmanship and only six months on gate operators. But we also exclude things like wind damage, uh, natural causes, and have a how do you say that, Dan? Kalashi clause. Uh, I don't know, man. I was reading some other comments. Let's see. Oh, a collage a clause in case we get stuck digging through it. I think it's the kind of soil condition they have here. They're, when somebody says collage to me, I'm thinking of like a, a, a pig in a blanket. You know? But what is that? Is that what is that called? Pig in a blanket? Collage? I don't know, man. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Collage. Kalashi. So look, let's talk about Brian Fredrickson, guys, since we're here. We're talking about contracts. We're talking about how to protect yourself. FWA. What's the website, Dan? FWA.org? I have no idea. I think it's a .org. Jeez. I have no idea, man. I've been out of the loop. I've been Mardi Gras and then recovering, so I haven't really been online seeing what things are. I've just got some uh, emails from Brian I need to look at. All right, guys. So, so the web, so the website uh, for the Fence Workers Association is fenceworkers.org. Fenceworkers.org. And the reason I'm making a big deal about this, everybody, right now, seems to be talking about contracts and how do I protect myself and what do I do? I don't know what to do. What do I do? Okay, listen. Go to fenceworkers.org. Brian has done a phenomenal job at building this website out. And there's freaking forms, there's freaking contracts, there's freaking terms, there's freaking conditions. There's all kinds of information at your fingertips that you can download. Take the name Las Vegas Fence. Take the name uh, Fence Workers Association out of it. Put in Jackson Fence, Mitchell Fence, whatever your fence company name is, and boom, you got a new contract. So go to fenceworkers.org. If you've not signed up, sign up. And then, and then hang out for a couple hours. Look around. You'll see all kind of stuff. Yeah, well, the, other thing you need to, the other thing you need to make sure of, just because you're getting it off of that site, you need to make sure that, you know, they're not attorneys. You got to check that stuff out with your local. Shit, man, they are attorneys. On, on the fence workers? <laughs> Copy and paste, <laughs> y'all. Copy and paste. Now a AFA, like, are they, like, competing? Competing? No, listen, I, I I don't know. That ain't got nothing to What's do with me. All I know is hey, I'm an American fence guy, and I'm also a fence worker. And so, listen, I'm going to participate with the both of them because I love fence, and I love my industry, and both of them are doing great things for the industry, period. Right? I agree with that. Yes. yes. So, I don't know. All right, man. Look, it's... We need to call I'm it. I'm trying man. to log off, man. We, got, we still got freaking 15 yeah, minutes. Man, my eyes are bothering me. Close your eyes. I'll talk, man. Close your eyes. Jeez, man. I'll be right back. Let me cut this camera off for a second. Are you for real? Yeah, I need to put some eye drops in. Y'all don't need to see all that. Oh, my goodness, Dan. Are you going to make sounds? I can, if you like. <laughs> I've oh, never been good with eye drops, dude. 
Oh man. Are you not get him? Are you not get at him either? No, I'm not good at him either. Y'all don't need to see all that. So what do you do? Do you smear it in or what? <laughs> no, man. What do you do? Uh, actually, I'm not good at dropping them right into my. Uh, I'm not either. I can't not look at a freaking drop coming towards my eyeball. I can't either, man. I got. How many, how many years have you been doing it? I don't know. I'm 47, so I can't <laughs> drop in my eye. I got to drop them, close my eye, drop them in the corner of my eye. And it's smeared my, in? And it's smeared and in? just kind of hold my eye open and let it roll around. <laughs> do it one time. It down my face, and it's a, it's a mess. Man, do it fourth on camera. No, no. Come on, let's get <laughs> What else we got? <laughs> Oh, uh, stay track cliff says i have canon i think i have your custom gates in my fence yard come see them in tulsa man listen i doubt it this woman these are nice gates brian says just the threat of a lean is successful 80 percent of the time uh brian's also says dan you're 100 you're 100 <coughs> correct it's your money go and get it big dog man i wish my ex-wife would watch this show as many people said that I'm right, she would really be upset. Nobody nobody has said I'm right on here, ever. Alan <laughs> says, I knock on doors around dinner time for non-payment. I've also, around dinner time. <laughs> I like that, dude. <laughs> hey, y'all eating? Just trying to get my money. Trying to get my check. Yeah. I've also showed up to their company with all their employees around to make sure I get paid. I've productive before a week. <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> Went to their work. Made a mistake of telling me where they were. Or see it on their email. <laughs> so, hey, what's going on? <laughs> Funny seeing you here. I, I told offer, you about the time. Wait, wait, wait. I, I got to say this. I tell you about the time we couldn't get paid from this guy. So what did we do, Dylan? We called... We called his attorney. Oh, yeah, yeah. His so the guy kept saying, my attorney has, is holding up my money, this and that. He so we called his attorney because we knew who his, who his attorney was. We called his attorney. He was like, hey, man, you know, we got an issue with a customer that's not paying us. And he's like, really? He's like, yeah. He's like, well, um, what's the address? So we gave him the address. And he's like, what? I remember this. I remember this. <laughs> Where is this located? I'm like, oh, it's in Mandeville. He's like, uh, that's my house. I'm like, oh, is it really? He's like, did you know that? I was like, of course I knew that. Well, come to find out, he had somebody that was renovating his house in Mandeville because he lived in Lafayette. He didn't know what was going on. So we ended up getting paid right away. It was funny, man. We called a guy up asking him to put a lien on his own house. <laughs> <laughs> we got paid quick. 